This Dharma Talk is brought to you by the Chicago Zen Meditation Community. Learn about us and our teacher, Miyoshi Thompson, at zenchicago.org. So um, tonight, what I want to do is bring you the Dharma of a longer period of Zazen. And I can practically hear you thinking, how long a sitting <laughs> does he have in mind? <laughs> you, you know, check in with yourself. Does some, like, you know, anxiety, tension come up when I say that? Or maybe is there a little bit of protest? <laughs> I don't like that. But I want to do it because Rohatsu, which is our, our celebration of Buddha's awakening, is only a month away. And we, um, we always have a sashin at Rahatsu. Sashin is our um, period of kind of more intensive practice. We practice for uh, half day on Friday, all day Saturday, and half day Sunday. So, um, I've noticed about the Sangha that there are some people who pretty much do every sashin. And there, there are others who don't, don't do any, or maybe a little bit. And I'm sure you're asking each other, what do they know that I don't know? But um, I'd like to talk about uh, how, how it might be possible to break in to a longer, more extensive sitting. You know, for Sashane, because it's not just Monday night, but it's a different part of your week. One of the practical things that people uh, who sit most Sashanes have learned is how to free up their weekend, which is not always easy. But at a kind of a more subtle level, what the people who um, who sit a lot of sashin is uh, have learned is that they, they've learned how to get over their fear of zazen. You know, as we do on Mondays, we kind of limit our zazen practice to a single period. And when we do that, it leaves a lot of room for fantasies and fears about what extended Zazen would be like. I think we imagine um, that the difficulties we experience in Zazen, which might be a certain amount of physical stress, you know, or might be boredom, or could be, you know, emotional uh, distress or conflicts. I think we imagine that these multiply over time so that um, the next period would be more stressful than the last period and, you know, in some kind of uh, uh, growing way. And so I think we can have lots of forecasting about what might happen with, with more sitting. And we can sometimes develop a fear of longer zazen. So we might avoid longer zazen, but then we have no experience of the benefits of that. 
I tend in my teaching not to emphasize what you might get out of Zazen because I don't want to dangle some carrot in front of you. Oh, if you just sit this long, you know, they have complete and unexcelled awakening. And I will say that not being controlled by any fears we have about more intensive Zazen is really the gateway to the Zen of our ancestors. Because I think we would all easily uh, say that we can't really explore Zazen fully in 30 minutes. It would be like touring the house, but never getting into the kitchen. And we'd see a part of what's available, but we wouldn't see the whole thing. And we might not see most nourishing things. We have to give Zazen a chance to work on us, to soften us, to reveal itself to us. As Dogen said, slightly different meaning. When, when we only, when we confine our zazen to one period, we are making the initial partial excursions about the frontiers. But we are still somewhat deficient in the vital way of complete, imagine, uh, of complete emancipation. So tonight, I'd like to ask us to sit for 40 minutes instead of 30 minutes. Perhaps that comes as a relief to some people who might have <laughs> thought I was going to say, let's just sit for an hour and a half and see how it goes, guys. <laughs> no, just a little bit longer, you know, just, just a little bit longer. And then, you know, we'll have like the rest of our meeting the way we normally do. Uh, have a service. By the way, the service tonight is going to be a memorial service for my friend, Larry Matea, who's been ill, many of you know, for, uh, well, four and a half years, and uh, finally passed away um, a couple weeks ago. So we'll have that service, and we'll have our tea, and, and then we'll have a little bit more discussion afterwards. So what, what I want to encourage you to do in this 40-minute period is, of course, make an effort to sit well but also make the effort to take good care of body and mind so one way we do that is we make a little bit of a promise to ourselves that we're not going to let any physical discomfort that might arise hijack our consciousness There's plenty of ways to deal with uh, any discomfort if it arises. You know, we can relax around it. We can notice and let go of our reactions to it. We can treat the discomfort maybe with more kindness, or we can give it a little bit more room than we normally would just to be as it is. And a lot of times this, this helps us deal with any stresses that come up, come up in Zazen. But I also want to encourage you to give yourself the option 
to change your sitting position if you need to. I don't mean, you know, like random stretching and moving during Zazen, you know. No, I'd like you to maintain a kind of a, a stable and dignified position. But if you need to change your legs so that one, you know, you, you change which one is up and which one is down or which one is forward and which one is back, please go ahead and do it. Just quietly and mindfully change and, and just settle into the new way. If, if you need to change to a different sitting position, um, so there's a bunch of options, and we have things to help us with all those options. We have chairs for people who need chairs. Um, we have that uh, wooden bench over there is a Seiza bench. See how Anuja is sitting in Seiza? It's, that's helpful to, to sit in that kind of position where you're kind of on your knees. That chair over there is, is also helpful for people to, to sit in Seiza with. So we have a variety of things to help if the physical um, effort of Zazen gets to uh, take over your consciousness too much. So please avail yourself of that. And the other thing I'd like to ask you to do in Zazen, if it's one period or if it's a whole session, is to get over your addiction to your ideas about time. Most of the things that will make Zazen uncomfortable are our anticipation of what's going to happen next. Will this pain in my knee get worse? It'll be our forecasting of when is the end of the period? When is the doan going to ring the bell? Has the doan fallen asleep? <laughs> will I have to do this forever? There's a lot of things that can happen in our mind that really make us more uncomfortable. So I'm going to say, when, when time comes up for you, see if you can not care about it so much. All you have to do in Zazen is realize moment. That's all. I could even say surrender to moment. I would say let go of any desire that you have for anything more than moment. Especially forget about the calculating clock in your mind. When it arises, just remind yourself that you don't really need it right now. That's not what you're doing, is measuring things. And if it persists, you know, investigate it, look at it. Ask yourself the question, is this calculating of how much time do I have left, etc.? Is this the path to freedom? Or is this a cause of suffering? And I think that will clarify things quite a bit for you. It works much better to surrender to sitting. It works much better when we trust Zazen and we trust the structure that we have to maintain the Zazen.
I just want to say a couple of things and then uh, have to I want to emphasize that our core practice is not really one 30-minute period of satsang. Dogen, you know, the founder of our Soto Zen school in Japan. You may know he, that he went to China and practiced there, practiced with a number of different Zen teachers in China. And uh, it was Zazen in all of the monasteries. But no one emphasized Zazen the way Dogen's teacher Rujin did. Eugene was the abbot of Jantong Mountain Monastery. And uh, his um, devotion to Zazen made a big impression on Dogen. So much so that when he returned to Japan, the first thing he did was to try and teach about Eugene's Zazen. And of course, that's come down to us. Our method of Zazen is exactly Eugene's method of Zazen. But the closest we have to Eugene's Zazen is actually Sashin. Sashin, in Sashin, Zazen continues in one form or another throughout the day sitting or walking. In Rujin's monastery um, and in Dogen's monastery, there was no session. And we're not quite sure why, but from what we can tell, it's because they did so much zazen every day that there was no need <laughs> for you know, killing the session. The whole day was session. At one point, Rujin said to Dogen, it's very good that you're practicing Zazen day and night. And Rujin prepared him that he might have some unusual experiences doing this. He might perceive some indescribably beautiful aromas. Or he might have a vision of like drops of oil falling on the ground before him. Rujin encouraged him. Whatever experience comes up, just keeps it. Rujin was letting Dogen know that he might, with all this doesn't, develop a samadhi, a concentrated state. That included some dramatically non-ordinary experiences, and that he should just persevere. And the reason that we do sashim is actually actually because we are in a particular samadhi almost all of the time. And we call that Samadhi everyday life. 
the samadhi of everyday consciousness is extremely strong. We've all been learning it since we were babies. I am here and you are not. I am afraid and he's the cause. Rocks and pebbles, grasses and trees are just the scenery of my drama. This is the samadhi of everyday life. It's the samadhi of self and other. It's the samadhi of alienation. It's the samadhi of individual power. And it's our karma. We have been trained from birth in this samadhi. When the great teachers from China talked about it, they called what we normally have as karmic consciousness. Consciousness that is shaped by all conditions. And the reason we do sashim is because with extended sitting, with extended mindfulness practice, the dominance of that karma weakens. It doesn't disappear. Probably in Sashin, you won't see drops of oil falling to the ground before you. But if you do, just sit, drop your body light. When we kind of give ourselves over to Sashin, body and mind adjust to it, and we taste a different kind of samadhi. So in a moment, I'd like to ask people for their um, observations and reactions to uh, the slightly longer sitting than we did. But um, uh, I, I'll give you this instruction for Sashin, if you it's a shame we should make the effort to sit well. But we should not forget the effort to give ourselves over to sit. Sometimes when we're talking about Zen, we talk about accepting or opening up or allowing. But really, Zazen has the quality of surrender to sit. Logan said, the character of this school is simply devotion to sitting, total engagement in immobile sitting. But that is actually a hard sentence to, to understand. You can't understand it unless you practice. Because it sounds like he's saying our practice is total engagement in mobile in immobile sitting. It sounds like he's saying it means that it's striving for sitting without moving, without motion. 
And in that description, there's too much moving because we would be straining to sit still all the time. That is not the Dogen, the, the Zazen, the Dogen received from the tree. The way to accomplish total engagement is to relinquish our barriers. It's to relinquish our efforts to make moment into something different, something that we want it to be, rather than meeting it as it is. The samadhi that we develop in Zazen is that we allow Zazen to sit us. The way we engage in more intensive Zazen is to get out of its way. 